You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. All right, let's talk about it. Marvin Bagley, Team Bagley, the entire Bagley camp seems to be forcing their way or doing everything in their power to force their way out of Sacramento. Marvin appeared on a podcast, I guess it was a podcast that he created and attempted to explain why he liked the tweet on social media saying that He needs to get out of Sacramento. Why he removed the Sacramento Kings from his bios on social media. Why he deleted all pictures of himself with the Sacramento Kings on Instagram. Plus, I got into a conversation with who I believe to be one of Marvin Bagley's PR people or part of his camp in some way on social media, trying to get further explanation on Bagley's explanation, and it just turned into the classic ring around the rosy, run around, empty words that have really been the only consistent thing throughout this entire Marvin Bagley drama saga going back to the start of this season. We're going to get into it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six, nearly seven years, and this will be season number eight for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. No, we're not going to spend the entire podcast talking about Marvin Bagley and this drama today, but it will take up most of the time. There is some good news in regards to the Sacramento Kings and the return of the California Classic this summer that I'll get to at the end of this podcast, as well as... The beginning of a project, a annual project that we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network and really the Locked On NBA Network that I'm super excited about. I've teased it a little bit. I'll tell you more about it later on in the podcast, but I know what you're here for. I know you're here to listen to my thoughts and just general discussion on what in the freaking world is going on with Marvin Bagley. Now, last time I spoke about this, it was fresh after Marvin chose to like a tweet saying that Marvin Bagley needs to get out of Sacramento as if it's the King's fault that Bagley's had so many struggles in his career to this point. This was also the same time or around the same period within like a 12-hour period, really, maybe even less than that when he removed the Kings from all of his bios on social media and removed pictures of himself in a Kings uniform, any pictures of him with the Kings from Instagram gone. I said it then, I'll say it now, in the grand scheme of things, this is all really meaningless and petty and stupid and dumb, but it's become a story, especially here in Sacramento. Now, outside of Sacramento, I don't think anyone gives a damn, but here, with the former number two overall pick... After all of the commotion spun up by his family and his camp throughout this season, it's unfortunately a story. 
So much so that I have to spend more than one podcast episode talking about it. Why? Well, because we got an explanation from Marvin Bagley. He appeared on the Halfway Decent podcast, which I believe only has one episode. And I believe this is a podcast created by Marvin Bagley. He was on with someone who I guess is just a hype man. I heard he also is a athletic trainer for Bagley, a personal trainer. I don't know. He wasn't really important. He was just kind of there to be there. But this was an hour-long podcast, and I listened to about 45 minutes of it. I listened to it about 24 hours after this clip started circulating on Twitter that I'm going to play for you in a second. But I'll tell you, as someone who listened to 45 minutes of that podcast, I wasted 45 minutes of my life. There's nothing in there worth listening to. Nothing in there with any substance. His explanation or attempted explanation for why he chose to do what he did on social media is the only interesting nugget from this podcast. And even so, as you will hear, it still means nothing. Take a listen. That like, that like tweet, (laughs) man. Bro, the world ended when you liked the tweet. Bro, Bro, holla holla at us, man. What's going on? Hey man, first of all, it's my Twitter, bro. <laughs> all right, I feel like you know what I'm saying, like my Twitter, my Twitter. Yeah. It has my name on it. Right. I can like whatever I choose and please, and whatever I feel like liking. You know right. what I mean? But right. right, I mean that that just came from um, you know, just frustration, and uh, I wouldn't even say frustration, just that built up fire in right. me. You know, watching. I think I did it after uh, watching Trey go for 50 Ooh-wee. in the playoffs and Ooh-wee. they winning. Like, it just, as a competitor, just like, yeah. Like, that just won't make me want to get to that. And, like, it just, I need to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I want to be there bad. Yeah. So I think, you know, doing that, I mean, it was just a, um, it was just one of those things where the, the competitor came out of me. Like, right. Like, I, 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 I got to be there. I got to do whatever I got to do. To be in this position, right. and and like I said before, seeing these guys do well, that's I'm happy for these guys. Right, but I, you gotta, you know, know what I'm saying. But for need, me personally, pay, yeah. my personal goals, <laughs> this, the, where I'm trying to get to in my right. career, right, I gotta make it happen. Like right. I gotta, I gotta do everything I gotta do to make it happen. And I think, you know, liking that tweet, that's what I was, you know, that's what I came from. And, right. and uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, people gonna take it and run with it, right. Like I said, I I don't. You really, didn't duck it, man. You know, so I mean, you kind of you kind of you know. I'm I'm here. I did it. Whatever. It's what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I did it. Um, like I said, it's my Twitter. I can like and do whatever I want on my account. All right. So to summarize, Marvin Bagley's explanation: one, it's his Twitter, and he can do and like what he wants. Number two. There was initial frustration, which he then walked back conveniently right afterwards because I don't think that was the message or that was on the script. Number three, it was the competitive fire inspired by a amazing performance from Trey Young, who was also in his draft class, who was also taken after him, who has actually lived up to the hype. It was that guy excelling. Watching that performance that sparked the competitive fire within Marvin Bagley so much so that he went to social media to like a tweet about getting out of Sacramento. 
He liked a tweet that essentially places all of the blame for Marvin Bagley's struggles and bust status to this point, including the injuries that are out of everybody's control on the Sacramento Kings. But he did so because he was inspired by a performance from Trey Young and ignited his inner competitor. What in the hell are you talking about, Marvin? In what realm of imagination and possibility does this make any kind of sense? I'll tell you what does make sense. It's what he said at the very beginning there and then retracted. And I'm not talking about his my Twitter comments, which are really just childish and, you know, they're true. In a way, that's kind of how I defended Marvin Bagley, right? He can do whatever he wants on social media. And in reality, people making a big deal out of it is kind of foolish and silly and stupid. But we're well past the line of foolish, silly, and stupid at this point. So who cares about those boundaries? Let's just all be clowns together. He said that liking the tweet came out of a place of frustration. Dot, dot, dot. Actually, not frustration. It was, and then went on to this whole competitive fire and inspiration spiel. I think the truth came out there at first, and Bagley walked it back quickly. He is frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. There is not a soul connected to this Marvin Bagley situation who cares about this Marvin Bagley situation who isn't frustrated, whether it's with the injuries, with Bagley not living up to that pick so far, with Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton, and Trey Young all at their star status. Hell, even Jaron Jackson Jr., who's just as injured as Marvin Bagley, is at least an impactful player on a team that is succeeding to some extent. Talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. Frustration is everywhere. It's natural for you to be frustrated, Marvin. It's natural for all of us to be frustrated with how things have happened. And maybe it was because of that frustration that got to you, maybe after watching a Trey Young performance, that made you want to go to social media and like a tweet that put the blame on somebody else and not you, maybe to make yourself feel better. I can understand that. Hell, I do that. If I'm not feeling good about myself, if I did something wrong, it's easier to blame someone else rather than take responsibility. I get that. If that was the explanation, you know, I could accept it, even though many would roll their eyes and scold Bagley for it. I could accept that. It makes sense. A hell of a lot more sense than your competitive fire and desire to succeed leading you to like that tweet. Here's what I'm trying to make sense of and what I'm trying to figure out here. Two things. One, and this one I don't think is accurate at all because Marvin Bagley is not this dumb. But Marvin didn't understand what liking that tweet meant. He didn't really read the tweet and understand what the tweet was saying. I don't believe that for one second, that he's that dumb to not realize that tweet's meaning and what he was liking and the message he was sending by liking that tweet, especially after all of the drama that his camp has caused and all of the questions he has faced because of it, none of which he answered throughout the regular season. That's the first scenario, which I don't think is accurate. Scenario number two is that Bagley, his entire camp, his family, his crew, all of them think that we are all stupid enough to believe that this is all the Kings' fault. And we're all blind to what I believe is actually happening. That Bagley and his camp are trying to force their way out of Sacramento and force the Kings' hand, even if it means tanking Bagley's value. I did my best to try and figure out and understand this explanation, including going onto social media and interacting with an account of someone who I believe 
is part of Bagley's PR team. Ended up being another large waste of time, and I'll tell you more about it in just a second. Before that, though, it is time for this week's Ultra Moment presented by Michelob Ultra. Let's use another moment from this season, and we're going back to March 25th, part of the second stretch of the season where the Kings won seven of eight games. De'Aaron Fox went off for 44 points against the Golden State Warriors, setting a new career high. Here's Fox breaking down the defense. Drive to the rack, finger rolls, scoop. There's a new career scoring high for De'Aaron Fox. Wearing a Kings uniform, taking it to the rim. It's 131-113. Fox has 44. The great G-man Gary Gerald there on the call. One of three 40-plus point performances for De'Aaron Fox this season, further cementing his claim to stardom here in Sacramento. And performances like that from De'Aaron Fox, especially in the midst of that winning stretch, brought joy, happiness, and enjoyment to all of us. And just like Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories in each drink. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. De'Aaron Fox's 44-point explosion, new career high against the Golden State Warriors, is your Ultra Moment, presented by Michelob Ultra. So I got into a conversation with the personal account of someone who I believe to be part of the PR camp of Marvin Bagley. And the more I hear from these people, talk to these people, interact with these people, and just put two and two together, the more you realize that Unfortunately, Bagley has just surrounded himself and is surrounded by people who enable him and don't necessarily hold him accountable, or at least that is what it appears from the outside. I'm not going to claim to know any of these people personally. I'm not going to claim to know Marvin Bagley personally. I've never had a reason to ever question Marvin Bagley's work ethic, but I do question what is being fed to him and who he chooses to listen to and surround himself with. But anyway, I got into this conversation with this Twitter account, and to be clear, I didn't seek this out. Somehow I was dragged into a conversation that this account was having with King's fans, and I decided to respond to a tweet where this account was accusing fans of putting words into Marvin Bagley's mouth and drawing conclusions and making assumptions rather than listening and understanding Marvin's explanation listening to what he had to say on his podcast. Well, as you just heard, it was a bunch of nonsense that made sense to absolutely nobody. So I genuinely asked for this Twitter account to help make sense of what Bagley was saying. Because if I'm missing something that is obviously clear, or if all of us are missing something that Bagley was trying to say that maybe this PR person could point out to us, That's at least something. And instead, it turned into this just ring around the rosy of the same basic responses of we're all just putting words into his mouth and Marvin Bagley speaks for himself. And I even challenged that a little bit with the comments made by the Team Bagley Twitter account to which this PR person responded by saying, do your parents and family speak for you? Of course, I have no problem answering that. No, they do not. But if I were in Marvin Bagley's situation and my mom or my wife or anybody were to speak up 
publicly and professionally, especially when it says something that could be detrimental to my career and the relationship with the team that I play for or my boss or my teammates, my coworkers, I would be sure to set the record straight that those comments don't speak for me. Marvin Bagley has had plenty of opportunities to do just that. After the initial tweet asking for head coach Luke Walton to be fired or demanding Luke Walton is fired, could have separated himself from it then. Chose not to. Chose to just focus on basketball. Okay. Then you have the second tweet. Asking for Marvin Bagley to be traded out of Sacramento. This one's a little more significant than the last one. Bagley has asked multiple times whether or not he wants to address it, clear the air, commit to wanting to be in Sacramento, or if nothing else, say what he feels about the situation or that his father and this Twitter account doesn't speak for him. He chose not to. So... How in the world can Marvin and his camp be at all frustrated with fans, media members, everybody drawing conclusions based off of the comments of the people closest to Marvin Bagley who Marvin refuses to dispute or address? It's an assumption, but it's a pretty safe assumption that if something controversial is said about you that involves you, and you choose not to disagree with it or address it, you probably agree with it. I also know that Marvin Bagley and his camp, his family, they're not happy with some of the treatment that he's received on social media. I've seen it. I don't like it either. I think it's over the top. I think Sacramento Kings fans at times, as well as NBA fans in general, have been aggressive or unprofessional or rude. Welcome to the cesspool that is Twitter. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago when I first addressed this situation and my feelings on that. I get their frustrations and anger with that, but that's a lot different from fans who assume that you want to be traded and don't want to play for the team you currently play for when those closest to you are demanding a trade and demanding for a coach to be fired and you, who have the opportunity to clear the air multiple times publicly, choose not to address it. Again, to me, Marvin Bagley, his camp, I think they all know what they're doing here. I think they're trying to force Sacramento's hand. They're trying to force their way off of the Kings and use the Kings as every bit of an excuse as they possibly can because they know the Kings are low-hanging fruit. It's easy to look at Bagley, to look at the Kings situation, to look at the history of suck for the Sacramento Kings before Bagley showed up and point to that rather than point to Bagley's faults. Very easy to do. I think his camp is trying to exploit that in the hopes that he will be traded somewhere else, can get healthy and go to a system that, based off of what I understand of what Marvin's camp wants, will just give Marvin the keys, let him play 30-plus minutes a night, immediately insert him into the starting lineup, and treat him like the star that he believes he is, or they believe he is. Here's a reality check. There is no organization that is going to support and root for Marvin Bagley more than the Sacramento Kings have. You've heard a number of personalities and media members in Sacramento say just that. James Hamm has talked about that. Hell, Richard Jefferson on the jump talked about that. If he thinks that things are going to get easier and treatment is going to get better in other markets than what it is here in Sacramento, they're fools. But that's okay to them as long as it's clear that everything that has happened to Bagley to this point and him not living up to that number two overall pick and all these injury issues are in no way their fault, in no way Marvin's fault. 
It's the fault of the Sacramento Kings. Whatever, man. I don't know what Monty McNair is going to do. I I understand if he just wants to cut ties and get whatever he can from Marvin and move on. I understand if he wants to wait and see if he can get more value from Marvin at the trade deadline and try and make things work. I'm really glad, honestly, it's not my problem to deal with. But if Bagley and his entire camp want out, goodbye and good riddance at this point. And good luck. Because this circus has long since worn its welcome. And I think we'd all just like to move on at this point. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes like Fiat and Kia and models, Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com offers all the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing about cars. But when I know what part I need, I go to RockAuto.com. It's in my basket and on its way to my house within hours. It's amazing. Plus, it saves me a ton of money. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com We'll wrap up this podcast on a positive note. The California Classic is coming back to Sacramento the first time since 2019. The third time, I believe, in its existence that it'll be here in the Golden One Center featuring the same four teams as always. The Sacramento Kings, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and then for some reason... The Miami Heat. The Lakers, I guess, the Clippers, I guess, just don't want to participate. So, Miami, you're an adopted California team, at least for the Classic. Now, this is only going to be a two-day event right at the beginning of August. The dates will be August 3rd and 4th. The Kings will not take on all three teams. They will only play the Warriors and the Lakers. But it's awesome to have California Classic basketball back here in Sacramento. Who knows if we'll watch the player that the Kings decide to select with the number nine pick in this draft, or if we're going to watch a lot of the young talent like Jamias Ramsey and Robert Woodard, who are currently on this roster, who knows what we're going to see, but it'll be exciting to have fans back in the Golden One Center to at least bridge the gap between the end of last season and the start of next season. Excited about that. I'm also very excited about the Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft that we just started working on today. It is officially underway. We are putting in a ton of work. It's going to have a ton of production. This is going to be an epic week-long audio show presented by the Locked On Podcast Network that will have a full mock draft, including trades, where all of us, myself included, take over for our respected teams so i am in charge of what the sacramento kings are doing on draft night in this locked on nba mock draft and i am shopping the number nine pick along with buddy Heald and marvin bagley very hard i've been actually on my phone this podcast took me like an hour and a half to record because i kept having to pause to engage in trade conversations with different hosts so i'm looking forward to hopefully working out some sort of deal you'll see who i select if i select anybody in this mock draft And then the show itself will feature 
multiple opinions, analysts, me explaining what pick I make if I make a pick, all of our different hosts explaining each pick, explaining the trades. It's going to be an amazing production that is going to give you everything you need in preparation for the NBA draft that's, what, three weeks away from today? Pretty crazy. I hope you will enjoy that, and I hope you look forward to that. Remember, tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast is a mailbag episode, so send me your questions and your takes for me to answer or respond to at MattGeorgeRadio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. If you could leave a review of this podcast, I would really appreciate that. Also, send me your thoughts on this entire Marvin Bagley situation if you'd like. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.